Hi, I'm Hope Howard, and I'm your host of Pitchin', a podcast from Missouri Business Alert. For this project, we followed three student entrepreneurs over three months as they prepared to pitch their businesses in a competition with $30,000 on the line. If you missed the last episode, our startup companies talked about the challenges of working with others when starting their businesses. This episode, we will explore the struggles and sacrifices student entrepreneurs go through to make their dreams a reality. All startup companies have challenges they have to overcome in order to get their businesses off the ground. In our startups, they're no exception. Sometimes it's hard to find time for everything, even the important things. Madeline McKernan, one of our producers, is in the studio to talk to us about the struggle that is unique to one of our entrepreneurs, Drew Patel. He's the freshman in college who created Identifying.me, an identity verification app. He is a self-described serial entrepreneur, and that poses a challenge for him. So Madeline, could you explain a little bit more about Drew? Sure. Drew is very different from your average college student. While his friends are catching up on studying, Drew is building his many companies, And as a freshman in college, he's already working on multiple business ventures besides Identifying.me. Let's listen to him talk about them. So right now, it's OnfoCoin, which is launched in January. Um, Right now, we're 80,000 users, growing a few thousand every day now. So that one's actually one that's taken off, successful. Um, And then you have Pollinate, which is the last mall delivery company for developing nations via blockchain. This one is running pretty fast. Wow, I don't know how he balances all of those projects. In addition to school, while preparing Identifying.me for the pitch competition? Yeah, and this is where the struggle comes in for Drew. Because he has so many ideas, he doesn't always know which one to run with. With all this already on his plate, he doesn't even know if college is the right place for him. After this year, he's thinking about leaving college if he's selected for the Teal Fellowship. Wait, can you explain what the Teal Fellowship is? Yeah, Essentially, it's a fellowship that entrepreneurs apply for in order for a chance to receive $100,000 to start their company. It's by Peter Thiel, who doesn't like college at all. Um, he thinks the idea of going to college is a scam and that some kids have like uh, ideas that aren't worth waiting for. He just gives 100 k because he, he wants to sort of prove that the, the college model doesn't work. With all this going on, he still has to worry about developing multiple different apps for his various companies. Meanwhile, he's preparing for the pitch competition. And with all this, he begins to struggle with time. Time seems to be a common struggle for startups. Libby Martin of Calving Technologies is working on what she describes as a Fitbit for cows. And she's also experiencing this. Being a first year vet med student and starting a business, it can get overwhelming. I sat down with her to talk about her schedule and what it's like to manage so many things at once. Walk me through an average day of yours. If you want to take out your planner and like look at even just like an average day. Yeah, let's yeah, this will be interesting. Because they all do incredibly amazing. So for for me right yeah. now, I class usually starts at eight and I'll go to class and that'll last until like ten thirty when I have three hours of lab. And then I'll have a lunch break, which I usually try and squeeze in a meeting or two. And then after class, I will try and go through a bunch of emails before I start studying to get caught up with communications. Kind of play it day by day. And like some days are really heavy for working with calving tech. And some days I'm like, I have a massive exam tomorrow. So I've got to work on that. But usually I have a test. had a test today, have a test tomorrow, have a test Wednesday. How do you not just run out of steam? 
it's really hard for me to get up in the mornings. <laughs> like it's it's tough, but it is it's starting to get to the point where it's like we're making progress. So if I have to put in the extra hour at night and stay up till two or three, like I know it's like paying off. When before I was kind of like still in the dark of whether or not I was gonna be able to actually get a product put together. Do you just naturally have this fire inside of you, or do you have to push yourself to want to want all mm-hmm. of this? For school, it is a daily battle of like get through the next year and a half, finish the didactic in class training, and you, then you'll get to use your hands and work in the clinic. With school, it's like a daily push, like motivate myself, call my mom, get a pep talk. With the business, it's more of like, I want this to happen so bad, and I know how big of an impact it can make on other people's lives. That's just like the motivator in itself. Yeah, I know. When talking to her, I was overwhelmed. I can't imagine how she gets it all done. For many founders, starting a company is not a full-time job, but she's practically taking on a full-time workload. So figuring out how to juggle running a company along with all the other commitments of a college student means the lack of time is a constant hurdle. Drew Patel, the founder of Identifying.me, is also figuring out that the lack of time might mean that someone else gets to his idea first, or that his idea will no longer be relevant. So if I don't take the right opportunity right now in the ideas that I have and the companies I've created, if I don't choose the right one to run with, the one that thinks that's going to be most successful, then not only will I not build a company that's successful, or probably won't build one, I'll also miss out on the bandwagon. Things change quickly in the tech industry. If a new startup can't hop on a trend while it's hot, then their ideas won't get any traction. And Drew is the chief engineer for multiple companies, so he has to make decisions on how he spends his time. And he said if the deadline to submit his idea for the big pitch competition was one week later, he would have entered a different idea completely, one that he believes could be the billion-dollar idea, the unicorn he's been searching for. An idea that came along after identifying.me has already gained traction with investors. Madeline waited an hour to speak with Drew that day because he received a phone call. When he came back in the room, his face couldn't conceal the big news he had about one of his other companies, Pollinate. It was the first thing he told her. Uh, so that was a call with a venture capitalist, and he, he works in uh, shipping, he's worked in shipping. Um, he's like, let's raise, he wants to join the team, wants to help raise 250000 in the next few months, and then raise one of three million after that in our next series. So what does that mean for identifying.me? I can run a lot of companies at once. No worries, I can pull it off. Drew says he worries about focusing all of his energy on identifying.me because there have been a lot of similar apps that have failed. This idea is more niche, and he thinks he could make some money off of it, but it's not the billion-dollar idea. Like I mentioned earlier, with time not on his side, Drew has to make a decision fast on which company he should pursue right now. It seems like he's struggling with the decision. And that's what a battle comes into your head. Like, which one do you which one do you go to? Do you go to the one that I mean, you've committed to for like six months? You put some a little bit of money in. You've incorporated. You have found other founders, or do you go to this new idea that you um, that you think could become the unicorn? Choosing my time and choosing like banking on the idea that's most while that, that's where I'm kind of stuck. As a serial entrepreneur, Drew knows that some businesses hit a dead end. We asked if the same fate might be looming for identifying.me. And so this one might just get tossed to the side? Yeah, that's what happened to my first one. So my first idea of Bloodchain, I made that at my first hackathon in 2016. 
and I was actively working on it, but then that one got tossed aside as I've come to new projects and new projects. So, I mean, it's sort of like I go from one project to another one, um, but I mean, I tend to jump from the idea to idea depending on what I think is the new thing. Drew now faces the problem of figuring out what to do with identifying.me. Even if he moves forward with the competition, he still has to figure out if this company is worth working on or if it's time to scrap the idea and move on with the next big thing. Both Drew and Libby have limited time on their hands, but with the competition quickly approaching, their schedules are just going to get more hectic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pitchin'. In the next episode, $30,000 is on the line when all three of our startup companies compete in the EQ Accelerator competition. These companies will pitch their ideas along with other companies from the University of Missouri and other schools across the state. Find out which startups move on and which ones didn't, and if any of them find themselves competing for the $30,000 at the final pitch competition. From producers Madeline McKernan and Michelle Stoddard, I'm Hope Howard. Thank you to our supervising editor, Michael Stacy. You'll see us on the next episode of Kitchen.